the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Liar Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, Tyson. How you doing, man? I am doing well. What's going on with you? I am in San Diego. We've had a great couple of days on the beach. The sun finally came out yesterday and it was great. As you can see, I'm a little sunburned, but we can have a great time with the kids. For two of the kids, it's their first time in California, so they're really having fun. Oh, that's surprising to me. I figured they all would have been out there by now. Tell people why you are in San Diego. Because I'm sure the most no, but not everybody knows. Like you're in an office right now, right? You're in your office. Okay. Yeah. I'm in my San Diego office. Yep. And That's so right. I don't know if everybody knows by now that you've got a San Diego office. Oh, really? I talk about it all the time. I don't know why they wouldn't know about it, but yeah. So the last two vacations I've had have been no vacations at all. One time I was studying for the California bar, which I ultimately didn't end up taking. And the other time I was working on that deal to get our Washington, D.C. office. But the San Diego office is sort of a labor of love. My goal is to spend half my time in San Diego and half my time in St. Louis. So we're trying to get this one up off the ground. And so I'm taking the whole week off, except for today. I'm doing all my work in one day and trying to keep work and play separate. All right, let's jump in with our guest. Well, I'm excited to have him. Stephen's a longtime attorney, and he's a expert on reducing stress for lawyers. He's done a lot of meditation practice, a lot of Zen practice, and we're really excited to have him here. Stephen, welcome. His name's Stephen Steiner, and Stephen, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Jim. Nice to be here with you and Tyson. So, Stephen, I I'm just kind of torn where I want to start here because I want I want to start with the the meditation stuff. But I guess I probably should step back and just get your background. So, tell people a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are now. Sure. Well, I started meditating first when I was about 19. And really found it to be a fit for me and just kind of a grounding. So that's something I've done for the last 45 years daily. I've done lots of retreats, spent about 20 years in the Zen tradition, doing at least four retreats a year. And then I've also studied in different other Buddhist traditions and some other what we call Western non-dual traditions. So they're outside religion, but they're teachers that have some something helpful to say. And personally, I kept the two separate. I thought if I combined the two, I would be too sensitive, too agreeable, that I wouldn't be a good advocate for my clients. 
And at some point, just the stress level was enough that I began to really break down that barrier and found I was happier, more productive, opposing counsel. My clients liked me better. So I was just bringing all of myself. And I think that's really what sort of turned on the light bulb about how this could be beneficial to lawyers and, and law students and paralegals as well, you know, legal workers as well. I've got a paralegal who did this practices and found it really helpful with her stress levels as well. This is so great that uh, we're talking about this because this is one of the few days in a long time where I have not done my morning meditation because I had to get up so early to get uh, get ready for the show. I will tend to that later. I've been meditating for about a year, 10 minutes every day. And my therapist uh, runs the Shambhala Center in St. Louis. And so oh, sure. um, I've been hearing about that a lot. And then my own personal coach is a guy named Marty Janowitz, who worked with Chongyong Propa for a really long time. So I've been slowly getting into this and it really, it really is the, the mindfulness is the thing for me is that just being mindful and, and trying to be present. You know, I had a good laugh on Monday. I was sitting up high above the beach on this little outpost and I was actually getting ready to do my meditation and I wanted to check the weather. And so I typed in Google, you know, is San Diego cool in June? Or I was asking Google all these questions and I said to myself, you know, here I am sitting above the ocean. It's beautiful out. And instead of just being in the moment and, and looking at the sun and looking at the ocean, I was looking at my phone, uh, typing in all these questions to Google instead of just asking myself. So I got a big kick out of that for myself. Yeah. That's a great reminder. Just really being more present as part of it. Um, of course, with lawyers and law students, there's just such tremendous workloads we're really trained to be head only people. So we're not, we don't, don't necessarily connect too much heart wise as a general rule and, and just the, the time pressures and, and uh, the demands and lack of feedback. Typically as a lawyer or law student, you know, when you do poorly, but you don't generally hear when you do well. So it's hard to really develop and have some stability and, and also being a win lose profession that makes it hard also. So, Stephen, with this cell phone right here, all the electronic, we're on computers right now, and with, I guess, all the stresses, I mean, what are some tips or some tricks that you might be able to give people to, to be able to disconnect? Because it can be really, really hard. I mean, Jim was, he, he probably needed to have his cell phone on him. So, I guess, what are some ways that we can disconnect? Because it, it, it can be tough. It can be. And really, a lot of it requires a certain amount of discipline. Because they, they find like if we're sitting at a table together and I put my phone on the table face down, they, do, they have studies now to show that we all treat that like another person at our table. And if we answer the phone and prioritize the phone over the personal communication, psychologists are calling that fubbing now. It's phone snubbing. And they're finding that pe people really get a dopamine hit, uh, a pleasure hit from the brain whenever their phone does the little beep or the little reminder that there's social media or incoming email, because we treat it as something that's good. People want to connect with us. And of course, the other studies show the more Facebook friends you have, the greater likelihood that you suffer from depression or anxiety, because they're thinking it's sort of a big lake, but it's not very deep. I totally get that. And you know, one of the things that we have spent a lot of time on this show talking about, Stephen, as it relates to lawyers is, you know, at least once every two or three months, we hear of a lawyer who has committed suicide. And in fact, right. Tyson and I both have a former boss and mentor who, who has killed himself. Um, and so 
I really think that lawyers do a poor job of taking care of themselves and taking care of their mental space. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Uh, once again, I, I just think there that we're not really trained on how to manage the stress. You know, the studies show for law students that before law school, they're pretty well adjusted, pretty content in life. And within the first year of law school, 94% are displaying signs of excessive stress. And medical students, graduate students, in contrast, it's about 70%. So somehow the pressure really starts there and I think continues. And we just don't know what to do with it. And so we do things like we overstimulate and then try to use other methods like drugs or alcohol to also relax. So people are really excessively using products to try to manage, you know, be very focused at work and relax a lot when you're off. But that also impacts your interpersonal relationships too. People can have a lot of life issues that get affected. Their eating, sleep, their moods, all these things can show a sign of stress. And that's why doing some simple meditation techniques. You know, one of the ones I have in, in my book, Stress Reduction for Lawyers, is uh, one called Phaser, Focused Attention Stress Reduction. And really, it's a matter of being with your breath in the area between the nostrils and the upper lip, and that's it. So it's super simple. You can do it sitting at your desk at a stoplight in line at the grocery store, but it helps us just settle down to something that's right here always and by focusing on one thing, it lets the rest of the mind invites it to relax. So we both have a concentration develop. We're developing concentration on the breath. At the same time, we're relaxing the rest of the mind. Great, because I was actually about to ask you how people can start when it comes to mediation. So that's a, that's a fantastic tip to get started. And I, it's, as you were talking, I was, I was doing it. It's like, it, it actually, it's really good. Well, tell me this. What are some mistakes that you see people make when it, when it comes to them trying to start with mediation? Meditation, meditation, meditation. Medi you can say mediation. <laughs> well, it, it works in mediation too. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the biggest thing really, Tyson, is to not overcommit. Because what happens and what Jim probably found is if he went in saying, I'm going to do 30 minutes or 60 minutes, that's going to lead to a certain amount of meditation burnout because you just can't do it. When I started meditating, I was 19. I had the stresses of a teenager, but no life stresses. And I could only meditate for five minutes at a time before I was ready to jump out of my skin. So it took, takes time to build up that muscle of concentration and relaxation. So, so don't overcommit. That's the one thing lawyers tend to do. And also try to do it like Jim is saying, try and do it daily. If you do 10 minutes in the morning or 10 minutes morning and evening, in three weeks or four weeks, you're going to see a big difference. And probably sooner. I just don't want to overpromise. But it really helps a lot to do it. And people report their relationships improve, their spouse or partner uh, likes them better. So it really has a lot of beneficial effect in all areas of our life. So I get a quick follow-up, Jimmy. Sorry. But like, I, I got to tell you, I've tried it before, and I just get so freaking anxious. And maybe I'm not committed enough to it. But I get so anxious. I want to get up. I want to go do something else. So do you have a tip for me that I can that I'll keep my butt in that chair or on the floor or on the couch or whatever is comfortable for me so I can stay? Because I'm, I'm always wanting to get up and do something else. Right. Well, it's a matter of prioritizing. If you treat meditation like brushing your teeth each day rather than like cleaning out the garage, then you're more likely to do it. 
And you really have to remind yourself, Tyson, of all the benefits of it. The fact that you're slowing down, you're turning into your interiority, which is really interesting and complex. And we also have to pull away from what you're talking about, which I call compulsive doing. And for so many of us, our doing is how we've been recognized in life. You know, teachers, bosses, parents, when you do something they approve of, they should let you know or they can let you know. But the problem with that is we never get a sense that it's actually about us. It's about our performance. And so this is where another meditation, I'm in the book called Innate Goodness Meditation, that helps us get in touch with our innate goodness that isn't dependent on doing. And there's a buoyancy that develops in our spirit by doing this. It's really beneficial and it counteracts a lot of the negative self-talk that most people participate in these days. Yeah, for me, you know, I might sit there for, and I, I do only meditate for 10 minutes. And, and, and it's interesting, if you do it every day, you can see how different your meditation is each day. Sometimes your breaths come very quickly. Sometimes your breaths are slow and drawn out. Sometimes you're like itching in your skin and trying to get done. I, I know that a couple of times last week, I would open my eyes even during the meditation, which is very unusual. So it, it, it's really, to me, like a bellwether to check in where I'm at. And, and, and focusing on the breath for me, Tyson, has been the best thing. It's just focusing on the breath. And, and I thought it was all about the inhale you know, in through the nose and out through the mouth. But for me, when I started studying the exhale and like how I get my breath out, that's really helped me sort of focus. And, and you might sit there for 10 whole minutes and you might feel like you only have like three of all the breaths in all those 10 minutes that really hit the right spot. Mm -hmm. And that's been, that's been really helpful to me. And, and, and it takes out that judgment thing. It's more just like, where am I at using it to see where I'm at and letting the chips fall where they may. Well, if you notice too, Jim, that whenever we get anxious or we get overexcited, if you track your breathing, you'll be panting. You're not doing deep lung breaths. So one of the ways we can counteract that, say we've got a mediation or some important uh, legal event we're going to, start by just taking some really nice, slow, deep breaths. Really expand your lungs, your belly, feel your feet on the ground, feel the support of the building supporting you right now. And just a few minutes of that, and you're going to feel more embodied, more grounded, and more present for what you're doing. So this is just coming from a total noob that has, knows nothing about it. Jim, you just mentioned a couple of people that you work with. So Steve, are, are, like, are there like meditation coaches? And I know they're not called coaches, but what are they called? And how do you, get, how do you start to work with people like that? Yeah, typically meditation teachers. For example, I'm a meditation teacher. I was authorized to teach by one of my teachers in 2007. And, and I work with people on the meditations I've mentioned where um, do a little coaching and also the impact. So it's not just the technique of meditation, it's how they're being affected and helping to process that. And, and typically, anytime you're doing something like this, you're changing behavior, you're going to see issues and aspects of your life that need adjustment. The other thing that I have is I'm uh, launching a new video that'll be available this week on my website, awakeningdharma.org. And it's a video uh, stress reduction for lawyers. I go through talking about the stresses, what they look like, and then going through guiding each of the meditations. So this is something somebody could also purchase. Then they could go in and do the meditations with me leading them in the meditation to learn how to do them. Have you heard? Max Lacan is back live and in person this fall at the Ameristar Casino Resort and Spa in St. Charles, Missouri. 
This event is for you if you're searching for the best ways to scale your law firm and you're craving connections with like-minded legal entrepreneurs. MaxLawCon 2021 has an exclusive Guild Member Mastermind Day on Monday, October 11th with the two-day general conference on Tuesday, October 12th and Wednesday, October 13th. These two days will be full of actionable, proven strategic content from experts that have been in your shoes. To learn more and grab your ticket today, head to maxlawcon.com. You're listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. We're talking today to Steven Snyder. He's an attorney. He has been a member of the California Bar for many years and the Michigan Bar. And he's the author of Stress Reduction for Lawyers, Law Students, and Legal Professionals, Learning to Relax. Outside of the meditation space, Stephen, what about during the day? Like I'm Mr. Golden Sunshine from like five in the morning till seven. And then the day starts and I have a really hard time sort of reconnecting to that morning spot. I'm happy I have my morning space. And I, and I do sometimes carry that throughout the day, but I do have a hard time once I'm on the hamster wheel of the day right. of, che- of checking back out. Do you have any suggestions for that? Right. Well, probably what you're what you're sharing, Jim, is that five to seven a.m. hour is when nobody else is there. There's no phone calls coming in, so that's a matter of budgeting time. And some of the successful lawyers, by successful people who are managing their stress well, that I've seen, is they do things like they have an hour in the morning, an hour in the afternoon when they manage phone calls. Otherwise, they don't take phone calls. So they do a time management. And in terms of work, they finish what they're working on. They have times when they close their door and they're not to be interrupted. So, But if you're constantly interrupted, the idea that we can multitask, the scientists are showing that that's actually false. Our, actually, our attention drops dramatically when we're trying to type an email and talk on the phone to someone else at the same time. So we really need to do one thing at a time. That's one of the big secrets to staying more relaxed and more productive too. So I'm curious, like for me, like getting started with meditation is like, like it's a really basic thing, I guess, or basic, like, are there like advanced levels? Like for you, like, are you trying to achieve like another level of meditation? And that may seem like a total naive question, but I'm just, I'm curious if there's like multiple levels of this. There absolutely are. This level is really about stress reduction and, and improving your life. But these meditations, particularly the innate goodness meditation can really lead to some what we might call heart openings in Buddhism. And the phase or meditation, the focused tension stress reduction, that meditation can, can lead to some really amazing states and even, I'll say, visiting other realms. There's really an experience of being in another universe with the meditations. My next book is coming out. I've got another book out called Buddha's Heart, which is all about the heart meditations of Buddhism, which are really, they're 2,600 years old, but still extremely relevant for today. And then my next book is on uh, spiritual awakening and realization be out next year. So there is, there's a potential, like in the Zen tradition, awakening is something that's really desired. And uh, the whole system is set up to try to focus people in that direction to wake up from thinking I'm just a personality into knowing that I'm an expression of the universe, let's say. A lot of us work in adversarial situations where there's usually an opposing party on the other side, and we're basically trying to get them to bend to our will. You know, we're either fighting with insurance companies, or for me, I'm fighting with the immigration service. As we find ourselves more centered and trying to live a life of loving kindness, what advice do you have 
as far as the interaction with others who might not be so grounded at the moment. Right. Well, two of the things I recommend in the book, one is developing uh, emotional recognition. One of the things I found with lawyers is that we're really not good at reading other people in terms of emotions. And some of the, the experts on reading faces have said that regardless of country or language, there are seven emotions that everyone displays the same way. And this includes blind people. So this means this is hardwired into our DNA. It's not something that's learned. And so I have a real simple exercise in the book, which is simply go by yourself into the bathroom and using the bathroom mirror, make the face for each of these emotions. So you start recognizing what it looks like and then start trying to recognize them in your life. And it makes a huge difference. You know, if I say to you, Tyson, you look really happy right now, you know, is that true? Myself actually doing these faces. That's <laughs> right. But the point is when you recognize or, or you ask about someone's emotion, you're connecting with something that may be important to them and about them personally. So there's some interaction. I mean, I got to use it when I was doing depositions and trials where I would see a micro expression from somebody where all of a sudden there's a look of disgust. Well, what's that? What's that about? Or there's something that's evasive looking in some way. So it really helps in terms of work also. And, and the other is listening. I have in the book, I talk about attentive and inattentive listening. And really a simple exercise that if we're speaking right now, and if you look away and start looking at your phone, how that makes me feel. And then we switch the roles and you do it and you start seeing, well, if I'm doing something else, that person doesn't feel that I'm present and that I'm attentive to what they're doing or I'm listening. So improving listening skills makes a big difference too. Because it helps the relationships. People feel heard. So, Stephen, the name of that book is Stress Reduction for Lawyers, Law Students, and Legal Professionals Learning to Relax. Um, how do they get that book? Amazon is a good way. It's both available as an ebook and also paperback. And then again, there's the video, my website, awakeningdharma.org, which uh, is $49. And it, you can go through it all step by step, self paced. And again, I lead through the meditation, which is, it's really helpful to have someone lead you rather than to just read it in the book and do it. Perfect. And before we wrap things up, if people want to reach out to you, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, through the website, awakeningdharma.org. There's uh, some clicks on there, or my email is awakeningdharma at yahoo.com. Perfect. All right. Uh, we do need to wrap things up. Before I do, I want to remind everyone to go to the Facebook group, get involved. There's a lot of great activity. If you want to get a ticket to the conference, go to MaxLawCon2021. You might want to hurry up because we are getting close to selling out. And then if you're interested in joining us in the guild, go to MaxLawGuild.com. Jimmy, what's your hack of the week? Well, I'm sure that for some of our listeners, the stuff that we've been talking about with Stephen is sort of intimidating. And I know that that can be a turnoff and that it just seems so insurmountable. But just give yourself a break. And just take small steps, real small steps. Just, I think, breathing. I mean, I, I did it during the episode. I do it all the time where I'll be in a contentious meeting, often with my wife at the office, and I'll just breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. And breathing out through the mouth, and if you picture yourself like um, blowing out a straw, I mean, it, it's slowing down the breath as it goes out of your body really doesn't. And like Stephen said, just doing three at the beginning, three in and out at the beginning of a meeting, it can really change the way that you are present. 
Yeah, I do something very similar with the stuff that Jason Selk teaches where, you know, I've got this whole thing that I go through and I've talked about it before where it's you know, long breath in, you know, long breath out kind of a thing. And then that, the identity statement, everything. And it's really effective for me. So I, I know what you're talking about. All right, Stephen. So we always ask our guests to give a tip or a hack of the week. It could be a podcast. It could be a book. It could be really anything. Do you have a tip or a hack for us? Well, I'm particularly favorably inclined to a friend of mine, Rick Hansen has a podcast called Being Well, he does with his son. And they interview different people, uh, different leaders, and uh, talk about various benefits we can do in terms of life. So I really recommend his podcast for that reason. Very good. And my tip of the week is actually it's perfect for this episode. And I, I pulled up, I've, I'm one day in and reading this, by the way, but my good friend of mine, Scott, she recommended it. Terry Clancy in the Guild recommended it. So, cause she saw that I had it. She saw it on our Zoom call yesterday and it's called the Daily Stoic 366 Meditations on Wisdom, Perseverance and the Art of Living. It's really, I mean, I'd kind of flipped through it before whenever Scott showed it to me about a month ago and then I finally ordered it and it's really cool. So it's just something to kind of ponder. So it's called the Daily Stoic. Steven, I got to say, like you're, you've got a very calming presence, which is kind of cool. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's the sure. matter, but you're very calm. You're, I, I just, I, there's something about you. I, I like it. So um, thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. It was really a lot of fun being with you guys. Thanks, Steven. Thanks. Be well and be kind to yourself. Same to you, Steven. Thanks. Bye now. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your host and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.